Chapter Two, Part Two of Weird Tales by E. T. A. Hoffman, translated by J. T. Bealby. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Two, The Fermata, Part Two. All was going on very nicely. We were traversing the last stage of the journey when my steed all at once conceived the idea that it was high time to be returning homewards being aware that stern measures were not always blessed with a remarkable degree of success in such cases i felt advised to have recourse to milder means of persuasion but the obstinate brute remained insensible to all my well-meant exhortations i wanted to go forwards he backwards and all the advantage that my efforts gave me over him was that instead of taking to his heels for home he continued to run round in circles teresina leaned forward out of the carriage and had a hearty laugh loretta holding her hands before her face screamed out as if i were in imminent danger this gave me the courage of despair i drove the spurs into the brute's ribs but that very same moment i was roughly hurled off and found myself sprawling on the ground the horse stood perfectly still and stretching out his long neck regarded me with what i took to be nothing else than derision i was not able to rise to my feet the driver had to come and help me loretta had jumped out and was weeping and lamenting teresina did nothing but laugh without ceasing i had sprained my foot and couldn't possibly mount again how was i to get on my steed was fastened to the carriage whilst i crept into it just picture us all two rather robust females a fat servant girl two pug dogs a dozen boxes satchels and baskets and me as well all packed into a little carriage picture loretta's complaints at the uncomfortableness of her seat the howling of the pups the chattering of the neapolitan teresina's sulks the unspeakable pain i felt in my foot and you will have some idea of my enviable situation teresina averred that she could not endure it any longer we stopped in a trice she was out of the carriage had untied my horse and was up in the saddle prancing and curvetting around us i must indeed admit that she cut a fine figure the dignity and elegance which marked her carriage and bearing were still more prominent on horseback she asked for her guitar then dropping the reins on her arm she began to sing proud spanish ballads with a full-toned accompaniment her light silk dress fluttered in the wind its folds and creases giving rise to a sheeny play of light whilst the white feathers of her hat quivered and shook like the prattling spirits of the air which we heard in her voice altogether she made such a romantic figure that i could not keep my eyes off her notwithstanding that loretta reproached her for making herself such a fantastic simpleton and predicted that she would suffer for her audacity but no accident happened either the horse had lost all his stubbornness or he liked the fair singer better than the paladin at any rate teresina did not creep back into the carriage again until we had almost reached the gates of the town if you had seen me then at concerts and operas if you had seen me revelling in all sorts of music and as a diligent accompanist studying arias duets and i don't know what besides at the piano you would have perceived by the complete change in my behaviour that i was filled with a new and wonderful spirit i had cast off all my rustic shyness and sat at the piano forte with my score before me 
like an experienced professional directing the performances of my prima donna all my mind all my thoughts were sweet melodies utterly regardless of all the rules of counterpoint i composed all sorts of canzonets and arias which loretta sang though only in her own room why would she never sing any of my pieces at a concert i could not understand it teresina also arose before my imagination curvetting on her proud steed with the lute in her hands like art herself disguised in romance without thinking of it consciously i wrote several songs of a high and serious nature loretta it is true played with her notes like a capricious fairy queen there was nothing upon which she ventured in which she had not success but never did a roulade cross teresina's lips nothing more than a simple interpolated note at most a mordant but her long sustained tones gleamed like meteors through the darkness of night awakening strange spirits who came and gazed with earnest eyes into the depths of my heart i know not how i remained ignorant of them so long the sisters were granted a benefit concert i sang with loretta a long scena from anfossi as usual i presided at the piano we came to the last fermata loretta exerted all her skill and art she warbled trill after trill like a nightingale executed sustained notes then long elaborate roulades a whole solfeggio in fact i thought she was almost carrying the thing too far this time i felt a soft breath on my cheek teresina stood behind me at this moment loretta took a good start with the intention of swelling up to a harmonic shake and so passing back into a tempo the devil entered into me i jammed down the keys with both hands the orchestra followed suit and it was all over with loretta's trill just at the supreme moment when she was to excite everybody's astonishment almost annihilating me with a look of fury she crushed her roll of music together tore it up and hurled it at my head so that the pieces flew all over me then she rushed like a madwoman through the orchestra into the adjoining room as soon as we had concluded the piece i followed her she wept she raved out of my sight villain she screamed as soon as she saw me you devil you've completely ruined me my fame my honour and oh my trill out of my sight you devil's own she made a rush at me i escaped through the door while someone else was performing teresina and the music director at length succeeded in so far pacifying her rage that she resolved to appear again but i was not to be allowed to touch the piano in the last duet that the sisters sang loretta did contrive to introduce the swelling harmonic shake was rewarded with a storm of applause and settled down into the best of humours but i could not get over the vile treatment which i had received at her hands in the presence of so many people and i was firmly resolved to set off home next morning for my native town i was actually engaged in packing my things together when teresina came into my room observing what i was about she exclaimed astonished are you going to leave us i gave her to understand that after the affront which had been put upon me by loretta i could not think of remaining any longer in her society and so replied teresina you're going to let yourself be driven away by the extravagant conduct of a little fool who is now heartily sorry for what she has done and said where else can you better live in your art than with us 
let me tell you it only depends upon yourself and your own behaviour to keep her from such pranks as this you are too compliant too tender too gentle besides you rate her powers too highly her voice is indeed not bad and it has a wide compass but what else are all these fantastic warblings and flourishes these preposterous runs these never-ending shakes but delusive artifices of style which people admire in the same way that they admire the foolhardy agility of a rope-dancer do you imagine that such things can make any deep impression upon us and stir the heart the harmonic shake which you spoiled i cannot tolerate i always feel anxious and pained when she attempts it and then this scaling up into the region of the third line above the stave what is it but a violent straining of the natural voice which after all is the only thing that really moves the heart i like the middle notes and the low notes a sound that penetrates to the heart a real quiet easy transition from note to note are what i love above all things no useless ornamentation a firm clear strong note a definite expression which carries away the mind and soul that's real true singing and that's how i sing if you can't be reconciled to loretta again then think of teresina who indeed likes you so much that you shall in your own way be her musical composer don't be cross but all your elegant canzonets and arias can't be matched with this single she sang in her sonorous way a simple devotional sort of canzona which i had set a few days before i had never dreamed that it could sound like that i felt the power of the music going through and through me tears of joy and rapture stood in my eyes i seized teresina's hand and pressing it to my lips a thousand times swore i would never leave her loretta looked upon my intimacy with her sister with envious but suppressed vexation and she could not do without me for in spite of her skill she was unable to study a new piece without help she read badly and was rather uncertain in her time teresina on the contrary sang everything at sight and her ear for time was unparalleled never did loretta give such free rein to her caprice and violence as when her accompaniments were being practised they were never right for her she looked upon them as a necessary evil the piano ought not to be heard at all it should always be pianissimo so there was nothing but giving way to her again and again and altering the time just as the whim happened to come into her head at the moment but now i took a firm stand against her i combated her impertinences i taught her that an accompaniment devoid of energy was not conceivable and that there was a marked difference between supporting and carrying along the song and letting it run to riot without form and without time teresina faithfully lent me her assistance i composed nothing but pieces for the church writing all the solos for a voice of low register teresina too tyrannized over me not a little to which i submitted with a good grace since she had more knowledge of and so at least i thought more appreciation for german seriousness than her sister we were touring in south germany in a little town we met an italian tenor who was making his way from milan to berlin my fair companions went in ecstasies over their countrymen he stuck close to them cultivating in particular teresina's acquaintance 
so that to my great vexation i soon came to play rather a secondary part once just as i was about to enter the room with a roll of music under my arm the voices of my companions and the tenor engaged in an animated conversation fell upon my ear my name was mentioned i pricked up my ears i listened i now understood italian so well that not a word escaped me loretta was describing the tragical occurrence of the concert when i cut short her trill by prematurely striking down the concluding notes of the bar a german ass exclaimed the tenor i felt as if i must rush in and hurl the flighty hero of the boards out of the window but i restrained myself she then went on to say that she had been minded to send me about my business at once but moved by my clamorous entreaties she had so far had compassion upon me as to tolerate me some time longer since i was studying singing under her this to my utter amazement teresina confirmed yes he's a good child she added he's in love with me now and sets everything for the alto he is not without talent but he must rub off that stiffness and awkwardness which is so characteristic of the germans i hope to make a good composer out of him then he shall write me some good things for there's very little written as yet for the alto voice and afterwards i shall let him go his own way he's very tiresome with his billing and cooing and lovesick sighing and he worries me too much with his wearisome compositions which have been but poor stuff up to the present i at least have now got rid of him interrupted loretta and teresina how the fellow pestered me with his arias and duets you know very well and now she began to sing a duet of my composing which formerly she had praised very highly the other sister took up the second voice and they parodied me both in voice and in execution in the most shameful manner the tenor laughed till the walls rang again my limbs froze at once i formed an irrevocable resolve i quietly slipped away from the door back into my own room the windows of which looked upon a side street opposite was the post-office the post-coach for bamberg had just driven up to take in the mails and passengers the latter were all standing ready waiting in the gateway but i had still an hour to spare hastily packing up my things i generously paid the whole of the bill at the hotel and hurried across to the post-office as i crossed the broad street i saw the fair sisters and the italian still standing at the window and looking out to catch the sound of the post-horn i leaned back in the corner and dwelt with a good deal of satisfaction upon the crushing effect of the bitter scathing letter that i had left behind for them in the hotel with evident gratification theodore tossed off the rest of the fiery aliatico that edward had poured into his glass the latter opening a new flask and skilfully shaking off the drops of oil which swam at the top remarked i should not have deemed teresina capable of such falseness and artfulness i cannot banish from my mind the recollection of what a charming figure she made as she sat on horseback singing spanish ballads whilst the horse pranced along in graceful curvettes that was her culminating point interrupted theodore i still remember the strange impression which the scene made upon me i forgot my pain she seemed to me like a creature of a higher race it is indeed very true that such moments are turning points in one's life and that in them many images arise which time does not avail to dim 
whenever i have succeeded with any fine romance it has always been when teresina's image has stepped forth from the treasure-house of my mind in clear bright colours at the moment of writing it but said edward but let us not forget the artistic loretta and scattering all rancour to the winds let us drink to the health of the two sisters they did so oh exclaimed theodore how the fragrant breezes of italy arise out of this wine and fan my cheeks my blood rolls with quickened energy in my veins oh why must i so soon leave that glorious land again as yet interrupted edward as yet in all that you have told me i can see no connection with the beautiful picture and so i believe that you still have something more to tell me about the sisters of course i perceive plainly that the ladies in the picture are none other than loretta and teresina themselves you are right they are replied theodore and my ejaculations and sighs and my longings after the glorious land of italy will form a fitting introduction to what i still have to say a short time ago perhaps about two years since just before leaving rome i made a little excursion on horseback before an inn stood a charming girl the idea struck me how nice it would be to receive a cup of wine at the hands of the pretty child i pulled up before the door in a walk so thickly planted on each side with shrubs that the sunlight could only make its way through its patches in the distance i heard sounds of singing and the tinkling of a guitar i pricked up my ears and listened for the two female voices affected me somehow in a singular fashion strangely enough dim recollections began to stir within my mind but they refused to take definite shape i dismounted and slowly drew near to the vine-clad arbour whence the music seemed to proceed eagerly catching up every sound in the meantime the second voice had ceased to sing the first sang a canzonet only as i came nearer and nearer that which had at first seemed familiar to me and which had at first attracted my attention gradually faded away the singer was now in the midst of a florid elaborate fermata up and down she warbled up and down at length she stopped holding a note on for some time but all at once a female voice began to let off a torrent of abuse maledictions curses vituperations a man protested a second laughed the other female voice took part in the altercation the quarrel continued to wax louder and more violent with true italian fury at length i stood immediately in front of the arbour an abbot rushes out and almost runs over me he turns his head to look at me i recognized my good friend signor lodovico my musical newsmonger from rome what in the name of wonder i exclaimed oh sir sir he screams save me protect me from this mad fury from this crocodile this tiger this hyena this devil of a woman yes i did i did i was beating time to anfossi's canzonet and brought down my baton too soon whilst she was in the midst of the fermata i cut short her trill but why did i meet her eyes the devilish divinity the deuce take all fermatas i say in a most curious state of mind i hastened into the arbour along with the priest and recognised at the first glance the sisters loretta and teresina the former was still shrieking and raging and her sisters still seriously remonstrating with her mine host his bare arms crossed over his chest was looking on laughing whilst a girl was placing fresh flasks on the table 
no sooner did the sisters catch sight of me than they threw themselves upon me exclaiming ah signor teodoro and covered me with caresses the quarrel was forgotten here you have a composer said loretta to the abbot as charming as an italian and as strong as a german both sisters continually interrupting each other began to recount the happy days we had spent together to speak of my musical abilities while still a youth of our practisings together of the excellence of my compositions never did they like singing anything else but what i had set teresina at length informed me that a manager had engaged her as his first singer in tragic casts for the next carnival but she would give him to understand that she would only sing on condition that the composition of at least one tragic opera was entrusted to me the tragic was above all others my special department and so on and so on loretta on her part maintained that it would be a pity if i did not follow my bent for the light and the graceful in a word for opera buffa she had been engaged as first lady singer for this species of composition and that nobody but i should write the piece in which she was to appear was simply a matter of course you may fancy what my feelings were as i stood between the two in a word you perceive that the company which i had joined was the same as that which hummel painted and that just at the moment when the priest is on the point of cutting short loretta's fermata but did they not make any allusion asked edward to your departure from them or to the scathing letter not with a single syllable answered theodore and you may be sure i didn't for i had long before banished all animosity from my heart and come to look back upon my adventure with the sisters as a merry prank i did however so far revert to the subject that i related to the priest how that several years before exactly the same sort of mischance befell me in one of anfossi's arias as had just befallen him i painted the period of my connection with the sisters in tragic-comical colours and distributing many a keen side blow i let them feel the superiority which the ripe experiences both of life and of art of the years that had elapsed in the interval had given me over them and a good thing it was i concluded that i did cut short that fermata for it was evidently meant to last through eternity and i am firmly of opinion that if i had left the singer alone i should be sitting at the piano now but signor replied the priest what director is there who would dare to prescribe laws to the prima donna your offence was much more heinous than mine you in the concert hall and i here in the leafy arbour besides i was only director in imagination nobody need attach any importance to that and if the sweet fiery glances of these heavenly eyes had not fascinated me i should not have made an ass of myself the priest's last words proved tranquillizing for although loretta's eyes had begun to flash with anger as the priest spoke before he had finished she was quite appeased we spent the evening together many changes take place in fourteen years which was the interval that had passed since i had seen my fair friends loretta although looking somewhat older was still not devoid of charms teresina had worn better without losing her graceful form both were dressed in rather gay colours and their manners were just the same as before that is fourteen years younger than the ladies themselves at my request teresina sang some of the serious songs that had once so deeply affected me but i fancied that they sounded differently from what they did when i first heard them 
in loretta's singing too although her voice had not appreciably lost anything either in power or in compass seemed to me to be quite different from my recollection of it of former times the sisters behaviour towards me their feigned ecstasies their rude admiration which however took the shape of gracious patronage had done much to put me in a bad humour and now the obtrusiveness of this comparison between the images in my mind and the not over and above pleasing reality tended to put me in a still worse the droll priest who in all the sweetest words you can imagine was playing the amoroso to both sisters at once as well as frequent applications to the good wine at length restored me to good humour so that we spent a very pleasant evening in perfect concord and gaiety the sisters were most pressing in their invitations to me to go home with them that we might at once talk over the parts which i was to set for them and so concert measures accordingly i left rome without taking any further steps to find out their place of abode and yet after all said edward it is to them that you owe the awakening of your genius for music that i admit replied theodore i owed them that and a host of good melodies besides and that is just the reason why i did not want to see them again every composer can recall certain impressions which time does not obliterate the spirit of music spake and his voice was the creative word which suddenly awakened the kindred spirit slumbering in the breast of the artist then the latter rose like a sun which can never more set thus it is unquestionably true that all melodies which stirred up in this way proceed from the depths of the composer's being seem to us to belong to the singer alone who fanned the first spark within us we hear her voice and record only what she has sung it is however the inheritance of us weak mortals that clinging to the clods we are only too fain to draw down what is above the earth into the miserable narrowness characteristic of things of the earth thus it comes to pass that the singer becomes our lover or even our wife the spell is broken and the melody of her nature which formerly revealed glorious things is now prostituted to complaints about broken soup plates or ink stains in new linen happy is the composer who never again so long as he lives sets eyes upon the woman who by virtue of some mysterious power enkindled in him the flame of music even though the young artist's heart may be rent by pain and despair when the moment comes for parting from his lovely enchantress nevertheless her form will continue to exist as a divinely beautiful strain which lives on and on in the pride of youth and beauty engendering melodies in which time after time he perceives the lady of his love but what is she else if not the highest ideal which working its way from within outwards is at length reflected in the external independent form a strange theory but yet plausible was edward's comment as the two friends arm in arm passed out from sala Taroni's into the street end of chapter two recording by expatriate in bangor maine